You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode, mm, let me see, 1,203. And boy, do we have a great show planned for you, ladies and gentlemen. You are so lucky that you're listening to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show at the moment. You know, running a conscious business can feel like hacking a new path through a jungle with a machete every day. Conscious business leaders are literally creating a new way of doing business, using business as a vehicle for transforming the world. Easier Way Incorporated CEO Sue Elliott has been serving these leaders in this space for 11 years. And now, exciting news, she's joining Critical Mass Community to launch the first ever CEO peer groups for conscious business leaders here in beautiful Southern California. Sue, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to have you here. Are you excited to be here? I am excited to be joining oh, the team and excited yeah, to be here. Yeah, you're awesome. She's awesome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Um, can you before we get into what you're doing now, let's talk about what you've done in the past. Like bring us up to speed with your career. All right. Well, for for 25 years now, I've been on a personal transformation journey. So I started out reading all the books, going to the seminars, the workshops, doing trainings, um, studied with a lot of the great teachers and authors over the years. And about 11 years ago, people started coming to me and saying, "Hey, you look happy all the time. How do I get some of that?" Right. So I started coaching people. And it turned out that all of the people I was coaching actually owned their own business. Somehow I became a business coach without ever trying to be one. Okay. And they were all in this space of consciousness and transformation. So everybody was on the journey, different places on the journey, different types of businesses. But that niche found me rather than me finding it. So um, <clears throat> why, do you think it, why do you think it is that people notice that you're happy? It could be that I walk around with a smile on my face a lot. Right. But is that... I guess my other question is, is that because you're different than a lot of people they encounter and you stand out? You know what I'm saying? I, or do you think a lot of people are happy and you just happen to be the icon for it? I think a little of all of that. And I have to confess that all those years when I wasn't really happy, my mask was a smile also. So I've been that smiley person who was like, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's great. Okay. And when inside, I was like, oh, my God, please help me. And I've also f been on this journey where I found that I could choose to be in a state of appreciation more and more. That was actually the practice that probably made the biggest difference for me. And so all day, every day, I was walking around looking for things to appreciate. Oh, beautiful tree, beautiful flowers. Wow, I love your earrings. Great shoes. You know, and it's amazing. But when you look for things to appreciate... The world brings you more things to appreciate. Uh, can we stay on this subject for a couple of minutes? I want to peel it back a little bit more. Hopefully, ladies and gentlemen that are listening to Critical Mass Radio Show are interested as well. Because, um, as I've mentioned to you before, we have themes within the community. A couple of years ago, it was stress. Because I feel that business executives, regardless of what type of business they're running, are always under some level of stress. Sure. So being able to find peace, happiness, and be thankful and gratitude is, I think, a great anecdote for that. So... What in your life caused you, you said 25 years ago, yes. to begin this journey? C can you share that here on the radio show? Can you give us context for why you did that? Uh, actually, a girlfriend gave me a book by Marianne Williamson, uh, A Return to Love. And it was, the subtitle is A Reflection on a Course in, Reflections on a Course in Miracles. Some of you probably know Marianne Williamson because she's running for president right now. Um, back then, she was a personal growth and transformation leader only. Okay. Um, and... 
that book really shifted my perspective on the world. It validated a lot of things that I had always intrinsically believed. Um, and it showed me that most people walk around showing you their woundedness all the time. You know, people are either being loving, which could be friendly or kind or, you know, mm -hmm. holding the door for you, or they're, they're crying out for love. They're coming from fear. And so when it broke things down into it's either love or it's fear, and fear is a cry for love, that really opened my heart in a lot of ways, made me much more compassionate and understanding. And then as I moved through life, I started to understand more and more and find deeper layers and, and discover that I could really see what was going on with people and what sort of patterns and wounds they carried from this life. So how long, if you can recall, how long did it take of this commitment before it actually kind of took hold, where it wasn't as much of a conscious effort to be thankful and be gratitude, where it became more natural? It was pretty fast. Was it? Okay. Yeah, but it was not necessarily a linear path. So That's it. Okay, I went what do you mean down, by that? <laughs> so I started down this path in the early 90s, and then I got married to somebody who was not on this path, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to the real world now. Right. And then, of course, the real world cracked me back open again. Okay. Um, at one point, I, I had been a magazine editor and writer for most of my career, and I wound up starting my own PR agency. So I was on both sides of the desk. I was mm -hmm. still writing as an editor, and I was also on the other side trying to pitch articles to editors. And I, I had some clients, but I had hit this threshold, and I couldn't seem to get any more clients. And I realized that the problem was me. So that started me back on the personal transformation journey. What's what's in my way here? Okay, and and so um, how did this get you to eleven years ago, looking at businesses, conscious businesses, and people who are starting and running and growing these types of firms? I have been working with different coaches over the years. I'm a huge fan of working with coaches. And one of them, Elise Hope Killerin, I've been in her communities, um, many online coaching groups and virtual coaching groups for, gosh, probably 15 years. And she started a group called the Soul Aligned Business Collaborative. So that was the first time that I really started exploring wow. how you could be your whole authentic self at work right? and what that might look like. Imagine and bringing that. that to people in different kinds of companies at different levels. And I was one of the leaders of that association. Okay. And that led you to? That led me to learning a lot more about business. I started out, my very first job out of college was at California Business Magazine. And then I worked at a women's business mag magazine in New York called Savvy for the Successful Women. Uh -huh. And then I kind of left the business space for a while. And I worked on car magazines, believe it or not, for many decades and got really involved in the automotive aftermarket, was a spokesperson for a big trade association. And, wow. and then started to come back into the business space with this that the personal transformation brought me back to business. Wow. And the fact that I was working with these different kinds of entrepreneurs, mostly, mm -hmm. um, some who were starting a business, some who had had a business for a long time, but were having one kind of problem or another in it, and working with them on their personal life, because I believe that there's 
there's not work life and personal life. Yeah, it's all one life. It, yeah, right. Yeah. So, so we that, do ourselves a disservice by trying to manage them independently of one another. Right. I and, think. and I understand some people need to compartmentalize. You yeah, know, right. if you're working a trauma center or you're in law enforcement, like it probably helps to, to sure. be able to do that. We work at work. Yeah. But for most of us, you know, we, we're the same person. When something goes wrong at home, we bring that energy with us to work. And when something goes wrong at work, we bring that energy home with us. Yes. So, yes, so I started working with these people and realizing that, um, Oftentimes, it would be a personal problem that was causing the challenge they were having in growing their business. So mm. probably the most compelling example would be a business owner I was working with, and we had done a whole coaching package. And every time, for some reason, I kept feeling inspired to say to her, and how's your relationship with your husband? And she's like, oh, fine, fine, fine. And finally, the last time, she was like, would you turn off the recording? And she told me this story from her childhood about how her mother had abandoned her brother and her and her father and had run off with another man. And she was maybe seven at the time. So she was really traumatized by this. And she had found out a year prior that her husband had had an affair, just a one night stand. It wasn't a long term intimate relationship. But she finally realized through coaching that one time that she was waiting for him to abandon her. I can see that. And wow, so she what had, a discovery. Yeah, she had she realized she was waiting for him to turn into her mother. Yeah. And she had shut down her heart. And wow. shutting down her heart at home had made her inaccessible to her clients also. Wow. What this lady has marvelous stories, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I wish we had more time on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast to talk with Sue Elliott. Now let's can we I need to focus I'd like to focus on Easier Way Incorporated. First of all, what does how did you come up with the name? So, it's funny you should ask. When I sold my PR agency, the name of my corporation went with it, but I kept the corporate shell. Okay. So I had to rename it. And for me, owning a PR agency um, didn't feel like a good fit. So I wanted to rename the, some, the business something that would remind me. So I renamed it Easier Way because I kept going, there must be an easier way. (laughs) And I found that over the years I've been doing coaching and consulting for many different people in different spaces, but everybody resonates with the term Easier Way. Nobody really wants the harder way. Not on purpose. Right. Right. Not if there is an easier way that actually gets you there. I know many people that would like the easier way. So, So that is the name. And what is the practice today? The practice today is a mix of... Coaching feels like such an inadequate word. I'm actually starting to use the term self-actualization more. So it's a mix of that. Um, that's my natural space. That's me showing up and being me and, and contributing to people. And then I also have a chief of organizational transformation, John Riskowski, who's amazing. He's been doing that for 30 years, okay. mostly kind of behind the scenes doing traditional. He's a scrum master. He does CMMI consulting work, working with defense contractors, but he's always bringing love into the room. Like hmm. he never, he doesn't usually get to say that, but in our space, he gets to say that. Right. And then we have a whole team of organizational change consultants and coaches who are available. And who do you work with? We work with, well, we work with a broad range of companies, obviously from defense contractors to conscious businesses. And so we are really focused in the conscious business space, although I have a lot of background in publishing, automotive, hospitality. Yeah, um, you've got quite the experience. <laughs> so let's bring it to today. You're sitting here in this chair, partly because of your fantastic background and who you are as a person, and also because you've decided to join forces with Critical Mass and build and grow peer groups for conscious businesses. So why did you make that decision? 
So I made that decision because at one point it looked like we were meant to bring consciousness into large corporations, which generally are unconscious. Let's Can you define that term? Unconscious or conscious? Yes. <laughs> so, okay, I'll use the conscious capitalism definition okay. because that's probably the most widely right. accepted. So in conscious capitalism, there are four pillars of an organization that make it qualify as a conscious company. One is having conscious leadership. So people who are awake, self-aware, let's use that as a, a, sure. a similar term, um, having a conscious culture, having a higher purpose. So not just being in business for shareholder value and ever greater profits, but to actually do something in the world that's of service. And profits are the benefit of mm -hmm. doing that, rather than the purpose itself. And then a stakeholder orientation. So many businesses exist just to please their their investors or shareholders. Plenty of businesses are very much focused on it's all about the customer, often at the expense of their employees. True. So the stakeholder orientation is about taking into account in all business decisions, all of your stakeholders, which is the owners, investors, shareholders, the employees, the customers, all of your vendors and suppliers who are so often overlooked mm -hmm. or you know, challenged cereal. more and more, absolutely, right. and your community and the planet as a whole. So it's a win six when all of them are taken into account. That's and, the term, win six? Yeah, okay. win to the sixth power. Win to the sixth power. So so a conscious company is really very much aware of their impact in the world and, and their ecosystem and doing their best to do something to benefit the planet. So an unconscious company is really focused maybe in one or two of those six. Maybe. maybe. Always profit, I would think, and then right. maybe customer, maybe employees, maybe, but not looking at the whole picture. Right. So we might look at companies that are, you know, obviously doing a lot of pollution or... You know, right. there, there are plenty of examples right. of yeah, unconscious we could, we companies. We don't have enough time we on the podcast forward. today to list maybe companies and industries that aren't that way. So um, you started by saying we originally thought it would work well in larger companies, and then we got off on... Ah, yes. So there are larger companies with conscious leaders, but the organization as a whole is probably not ready okay. to reach a higher level of consciousness right now. On the other hand, there's a thriving community of conscious businesses out there, and... Helping those businesses grow and become larger and able to have a greater impact and become the norm on mm -hmm. the planet is where we're focused. And, and why do you feel at this time is the right time for you to bring your talents to build a community, a mastermind, peer groups for these entrepreneurs and business owners? Well, for several years, I was on the board of Conscious Capitalism's Orange County chapter, and our chapter went dormant a couple years ago, and I looked at picking up the chapter again, but that was sort of one of the things I was considering doing. Sure. I go to the Conscious Capitalism LA events, and at those events, I've been hearing from people who come up all the way from San Diego because they, the community in LA is really uh, thriving and close-knit, and they need that camaraderie, they need the, to be around people who understand what they're doing and why they're doing it the way they are. All right. And that seems to really be absent in Orange County right now. There are a lot of conscious businesses in Orange County, but there is no sense of community. And this is one particular group of business owners who are really craving that from what I've seen. Well, this is fascinating because I believe in all business, it's a basic human need to belong and to be around people who are somewhat like you. And they get it, and that you feel good about, and they and they reinforce, and so that power, uh, that need, you see it 
truly in this space as well. Absolutely. And you're looking. So marketing 101, if I had Paul ringing the gong, if I'd have told him in advance to ring the gong when we have these teachable moments, but loyal listeners to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast know that when they hear the gong, that that means that we've just talked about something that's... Thank you, Paul. Love the gong. <laughs> so that means that you should replay the tape, step back maybe a minute, and, and understand again the importance of, regardless of where you're focusing, focusing on a market and an opportunity where you see a need. And Sue Elliott believes, and I totally support it, that there is this opportunity in our community to bring these leaders together. What are you going to do in your CEO peer groups that... Uh, that will help these leaders to feel that sense of community. What 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 is your spark? What do you what do you want to bring to bring them together? Well, um, to be honest, I look at this as the best party, and I cannot wait to hang out with these beautiful shiny people, and have them be a contribution in each other's lives and a place for me to be a contribution to them. So I'm I'm really great at holding a space and creating this sort of sacred container for people to come together. And feel safe to be authentic and open. And these are people who are very much about authenticity to begin with. And right. who, as you mentioned, you know, are, are hacking their way through the jungle every day, trying to forge a brand new path. So to be able to bring these people together so that they can share their insights and their wisdom and, you know, to learn from each other's experiences instead of having to feel like they're starting from scratch every single day um, is a huge gift. And, and I know that this is a community of really open-hearted people who want to help each other do better. So um, there must be a continuum of, of companies that have moved towards, you know, kind of consciousness and understanding the power of six. So if someone's listening to the radio show today and they go, that is interesting to me, but I don't know that I am fully there yet. Are they welcome to come into your community and... Do you think that's a good thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a continuum, right? Nobody's 100% anything. Okay. So so companies can become ever more conscious, and companies that are aiming to move in that direction would absolutely be welcome. There are a lot of companies, so there's, there's this perception, right, that corporate social responsibility is kind of greenwashing, and that it's just a very small part of what a larger corporation does. Mm -hmm. So companies that want to move from that space into our whole company is in alignment with this are absolutely welcome. And companies who are, are newer to market and feel like they might be a, a match for this, you know, I would love to talk to you and explore the possibilities. So earlier you said this is going to be a great party and with a lot of shiny people, bright, fun people. Um, it, it must be your experience then that the leaders of the companies that are in this space are the kind of people that you want to be around and that others would want to be around. Absolutely. This this is a space where people are driven by passion and purpose. And those are my people. Right. And and they're willing it must be a culture that you must build as well within a conscious business that isn't just the leader, although the leader is so important, toned at the top, but it really has to be pervasive through the entire enterprise, right? Absolutely. So that's a conscious culture would be a company that's very much in alignment on a values level. Right. So we're aware of what the values of the organization as an entity are. We're aware of what the leader's values are. Ideally, everybody within the organization has a sense of what their own values are, and, and they all are in alignment or harmony. Right. And that must be 
extend it all the way out into the recruiting and hiring process, right? Because you really need those people who get the culture and are excited by the the philosophies of the business. One thing that I hear over and over again in this space is hire for culture. You can teach people skills. Right. Right. And I think that's a universal truth for all businesses, regardless of size. It's easier for smaller businesses to hire for culture, I think, than bigger ones. But nonetheless, you need to have the fit for your culture. And first, you need to understand what your culture is. And some, unfortunately, businesses aren't even aware of what their culture is, or it's not what they think it is. But here, it sounds like it's a much more um, focused part of building, building the company and the brand. And one of the things we will look at in the peer group is how do you scale? And maintain that culture and maintain right. that level of consciousness and harmony within the organization. Right, because it, it's a, it's exciting to me because you can bring together a group of people who are doing best practices, but they might be doing them not all the same way or not all the same best practices. So it's, it's multiplying the application of best practices by a power of 10 or 12 or whatever you have in the room at the time. Absolutely. And best practices may work really well in one culture and be completely foreign in a different one. So, you know, there's no one best practice. There's a little bit of give and take. Mm -hmm. All right. So I don't know how people could not want to learn more about what you're doing, Sue Elliott. I'm sure they are lining up to figure (laughs) out what is this talented individual doing now within the critical mass umbrella of businesses. Um, How should someone find you online to ask you questions, my friend? Ah, thank you for asking. Our website is easierwayinc.com, easierwayinc.com. And you can reach me directly at sue at easierwayinc.com. Mm-hmm. And I assume pretty soon through the Critical Mass website as well. Sure. And also LinkedIn? Yes, LinkedIn. Uh, I am Sue Elliott with two L's and two T's. Um, I want to thank you for being a friend of the program. Welcome you to the Critical Mass community. I am over the moon excited that we're going to be doing this together. I think this is a perfect... Uh, addition to the critical mass community because as you know from meeting the other members many of them already vibrate this way don't know what they don't know about this part of the business model and i think from being around other business owners and executives in the conscious business space can really help my community thrive so i'm so excited that you've decided to be a part of our team well thank you it's my joy and pleasure all right (laughs) unfortunately we have to call this show to an end but i can't do that without thanking our engineer for today mr paul roberts Yay. Yay, our three engineers, <laughs> without whom we could not do this show, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me, let's start on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And we didn't get a chance to mention, but starting this month, uh, later this month here in May, uh, Sue will start doing a show specifically dedicated to conscious business, interviewing conscious business leaders. So that's, that's an extension of the Critical Mass brand here in the uh, radio show and podcast, too. So I'm super excited to start listening to those interviews. Hope you will do that as well. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass radio show business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.